We are in Deuteronomy, starting in 25. It starts out describing the 40 lashes that uh, Paul mentioned receiving. Verse 4 you know, says, You shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing. And uh, Paul uses this verse to talk about um, uh, helping support financially uh, those who are uh, helping you spiritually. And then it talks about the law of if you if you have a brother who's uh, who dies and leaves his wife without any children, it's your duty to marry your brother's wife and give her children and name that child after your brother, so his name is not blotted out. And if you remember when the uh, Pharisees, or it was Sadducees, right? Must have been Sadducees, approached. Um, uh, Jesus with the question about whose wife is the woman who married the seven brothers when after everyone's dead and gone to heaven uh, they were talking about this law although their point was to try to prove there was no afterlife um, and of course Jesus totally spun that around on them and uh, talked about People, there, there won't be human marriage in heaven. Verse 11 and 12 is pretty bizarre. <laughs> Two men are fighting and the, uh, and the wife of one of them reaches out and grabs another man's genitals. I, maybe this is a common way to hurt somebody stronger than you in those times. <laughs> but uh, severe penalties for doing that. <laughs> You should not have unequal weights, and that, that means you shall treat everyone fairly and uh, be honest and above board in all your dealings with others. And there's a specific word against the Am uh, Am Am Amalekites, uh, the, those of Amalek, um, for the way they were treat they treated the Israelites as they were coming out of Egypt and in the wilderness. And, of course, uh, the fact that they never do this becomes a problem. Um, in the time of Esther, when... Oh, what was that guy's name? I'm blanking on his name right now. But the bad guy in Esther who convinces the king to just wipe out and kill all the Jews in the land. Oh, well, in the world. Um, uh, he's an Amalekite. So... Uh, they pay some consequences for not uh, uh, not following after this, but uh, but God is merciful and made a way. And chapter twenty six of Deuteronomy starts with uh, the law of first fruits, and re you know he's telling the people to remember that they were slaves and God brought them out and He gave this this gave them this land flowing with milk and honey. Basically, He blessed them and provided amazing provision and that the first fruits of every crop every animal are to be given uh, back to the Lord and in a worshipful way uh, this most equates to us to to tithing we most of us aren't farmers and ranchers but giving the the first of our of what we receive uh, back to the Lord uh, because we we are grateful and we worship him and then they had a special tithe set up every third year so that they would give an extra tithe on top of the other tithe for the orphans and widows and Levites and aliens among them. So basically the, the poor, that they, they would help out the poor. This was God's way of having a community where everyone is providing for. 
that the people of God provide directly for um, those needing help. This last part from verse 16 to the end is, is beautiful. This day the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and ordinances. You shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have today declared the Lord to be your God. So this is a two-way street. You've declared God is yours, and he has declared you are his. Keep to his ways, and he will bless you. So that was I'm not quoting in that little part, and I'll go back to quoting. And then you would walk in his ways and keep his statutes, his commandments and his ordinances, and listen to his voice. The Lord has today declared you to be his people, a treasured possession, as he promised you, and that you should keep all his commandments, and that he will set you high above all nations which he has made for praise, fame, and honor, and that you shall be a consecrated people to the Lord your God as he has spoken. So this is God's plan. The people did not keep their end of the contract, but he has not forgotten his plan. Uh, chapter 27 starts with a very interesting part that they're going to cross over. He's saying when you cross over the Jordan River, you're going to set up altar and you're going to worship the Lord, sacrifice to the Lord. And then they're going to do this really interesting thing in order to get the people to fully commit and have it fully known that they're committing to the way of the Lord. And he, Moses divides up the people. Six tribes are going to stand on one mountain, and six tribes are going to stand on the other mountain. And the six tribes of Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin are going to uh, yell out, blessings on the people and the tribes of Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulon, Dan, and Naphtali are gonna are gonna yell out curses on the people. I'm just finding it interesting reading this list. Um, so here in we, we we have kind of the in a way, so I, I don't know, no just first glance it seems like the blessing crowd is the uh, are the tribes end up being a little more blessed than the others. Levi's the Levites. Simeon's within Judah. They're kind of, they kind of disappear in the Bible pretty quickly, but their land was within Judah. So I always sort of assume they just got mingled into Judah. Um, Issachar was a tribe that knew the times. Um, other than that, they, they're a pretty quiet tribe. Uh, Joseph, of course, uh, Ephraim comes from Joseph and is basically the leader of Israel. Uh, Benjamin is the one tribe that definitely sticks with Judah uh, when they when they split. So that's kind of interesting that the uh, that those are the ones calling out the blessing. And then the rest of the chapter, they're just uh, reading out and uh, reading out these different curses, which they've you know they've gone over these laws a couple times, but now they're. Now that instead of just hearing it from Moses, all the people are going to speak these things and basically say, we are a cursed people if we do these things that God has said not to do. And then we move into chapter 28. And this one is the blessings. So he says, if you obey the God, here's all the blessings that are going to happen. To you. And he just lists off, you know, that, that you're basically, you're going to have a blessed life. You're going to be a blessed people because you live it unto the Lord and he will be with you and provide blessing, cause you to have a blessed life. I won't read through the whole thing, but but hopefully you are, uh, because it's, you know, it's just wonderful promises of God. And it's, uh, you know, similar to what I did read a couple of chapters back, a couple of minutes ago. Um, 
they uh, God's basically listing out all these ways that people will be individually blessed, and as a people they will be blessed, a nation of kings and priests. And there's a requirement of coming out of the world and being set apart, holy. But then he plans blessings for his people. And so, again, this is, uh, this is still his plan. He, he, it, it does require us to go through tremendous discipline in order to be reshaped out of the world and into his likeness. But it comes with incredible blessing because he loves to bless his sons that he raises up to be like him. Why wouldn't he want to bless his children who, he, who have come after his ways and followed after him in all things? Then Moses goes through and reads basically the opposite of these blessings and said, if you don't fall after the Lord, all these curses are going to happen to you. And they're basically the opposite. Um, and all these things do happen to the people of God because they do turn away from him as we read, you know, as we get further into the Bible. He even talks specifically about bringing a nation from afar, which is, you know, going to destroy your people, your your mighty walls, and some of the terrible, terrible things that that will happen amongst those walls. And Jeremiah recounts those horrors and uh, Lamentations. This should be... It, it should be a serious warning that we take God seriously. It's just the heart of man to not take God seriously. To say, yeah, yeah, I worship the Lord. No, I really do. I really do. But now I'm going to go about my own life and ignore what he says. That's, that is the most common way for a religious person, Christian or otherwise. And, um, and so God warned the people through Moses here. And, and right before he's gone, God warned them. Moses warned them. And then the people ignored him. And um, the exact warnings that he, that he prophesied came true, and they were horrible. Um, but at the same time, the, the curses were, were true, but so were the blessings. Had they, had they followed after the Lord, all the blessings promised would have come. And so that God still plans on these blessings for a people that will choose him. But the curses are still also here for a people that choose to use him and not truly worship him. Deuteronomy 28, and it's probably maybe my favorite chapter in Deuteronomy, or, uh, along with 8. But uh, I, it's, it's wonderful. It's just very clear the, the way God has set up life. He offers blessing. But there is an opposite to blessing, and that is also always before us to choose. Are we going to choose him, or are we going to choose the world? And what kind of life are we going to have? Um, and this is always before you. I hope this has been helpful to you, and I pray the Lord blesses you.